Hey everyone, welcome back to the YouTube channel and the podcast. And I'm really excited to have this conversation with you today. Um, it's a little difficult, so I'm gonna tread lightly, um, but it's a conversation about dosing uh, ayahuasca medicine in the ayahuasca community. And I'm really speaking from personal experience, like what I've experienced. And also since I've been putting out these videos on safeguarding yourself from traumatizing experiences, titrating your dose, bringing this conversation more and more to light, I've had a very unexpected but very like gratifying experience which a lot of people are reaching out to me and telling me that they've had these high dose experiences at retreat centers and they have been totally basically long story short like ripped to shreds and it's been traumatizing for them and they're coming to me in order to talk about it because obviously I'm someone that can relate to that experience and they want to heal and I want to talk about one common thread that I am concerned about, but you know, I'm, I'm the type of person at this point in my healing journey that it's like, I'm going to take what I've learned and share it. And you know, everyone gets to decide for themselves, but this is something I want to share with you just in case you're curious, or you just want to be a more empowered participant in these settings. Or even if you're an ayahuasca practitioner, something just to be mindful of. I think we're all learning. We're all learning how to integrate an indigenous practice into the Western framework. And I think that's one of the things that I think we're forgetting that we are Westerners that haven't been doing this practice for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. We're not a part of lineages that have passed this practice down, not just behaviorally, but actually genetically. So we have to be mindful of that. We have a different genetic makeup. We have different lineage makeups. You know, all of us do, we're all unique in that way. So. Anyway, long story short, the one thing that I'm hearing is that a lot of folks who are, you know, administering the ayahuasca brew, um, a, a, a line, so to speak, or a, you know, kind of consultation moment at the, when someone comes up for their medicine, is that the practitioner is tuning in to their intuition to determine how much somebody should be drinking. And I think because ayahuasca is wrapped up in so much spiritual cosmology, it seems like pretty innocent externally that, well, of course, like this person knows what they're doing. They're connected with spirit. They know what's best for me. And I do believe in intuition. I do believe in gut reactions. I do believe in all of that. But I have to say that this type of handling of care is not safe. I don't believe that this is a safe approach to something that has the potential to be so powerful and unpredictable. And that's the truth. Ayahuasca is very powerful and unpredictable. I mean, even in how each batch of ayahuasca is made, it's not predictable. Meaning that each time it's created with the chacruna leaf and the ayahuasca vine, and it's put into a pot and it's boiled down into a tea, there's really no exact measurement each time. And the other thing is that my nervous system, your nervous system, our metabolisms, they're always changing. They're always changing. And so the story that I keep hearing is that these new, these really new fresh people to the plant medicine path are going to these retreats. And we have to talk about that there is a perceived authority or a, perce a perceived power in these situations as there is with any practitioner role you know um, if you go see a doctor if you go see a nurse we naturally want to 
trust this person that they've had training and they know what to do. So um, that's the type of perceived power I'm talking about that most of us, right? We, we do want to trust the person that we've asked for help, right? So, and I think it's really up to, I mean, it's, well, this, this is kind of where it gets sticky, but I'm, I'm saying this to empower the participant because I hear it so much with the retreat centers. And I feel like as participants, we can be more empowered and, um, set some boundaries with this type of, um, administration of the ayahuasca. So I think the best comparison that I can think about in the Western framework is, you know, when you go to a doctor, you go to a nurse or even an herbalist or even an acupuncturist, you know, they usually start you on a lower dose before titrating you up. That's usually best practice, right? Because we wanna see how you're going to respond, how your body's gonna respond. And we also don't wanna make any big guesses that, well, my intuition is saying that you would do really good with a big dose because there's there's um there's a lot of risk in that it's not trauma informed you know and with something as powerful and as unpredictable as ayahuasca it's really not a safe approach especially i mean i'll say with anybody but what i've been hearing about most is with people who are like brand brand new to what i would consider a very advanced practice and I, I say that because all of the sensory components that ayahuasca introduces into somebody's psyche, their nervous system, their spirit, it's a lot. And if you think about it, on a general level, what ayahuasca does is really kind of, you know, it can do one of two things, but I'll be really general here. It takes down a lot of our defenses or it or and or it brings a lot of unprocessed material to the surface in the forms of memories, sensations, emotions. And with the, you know, the intuitive dosing, it's not taking into account how much I don't actually know about this entire person's memory network. I know that pre-screening is done and most people, you know, do their best in trying to pre-screen somebody, but it's also really important that we're not dosing people too high up front. And I think in, a, in another conversation, in another conversation, that's not what I want to say. Another point to make is that um, with someone being super brand new, like they don't really know what to expect. In a way, they, they almost don't know exactly what they're getting themselves into. And so if we dose them really high, we're almost taking that choice away from them. And I know that seems like, I don't know, maybe that sounds heavy, maybe it doesn't, but I think in terms of a trauma-informed world with ayahuasca, we give the participant the space, the choice to feel it out for themselves so they can have a safe journey, essentially. So if you're a person who's going to a retreat center um, really be mindful for yourself first and foremost. I've taken, you know, I've done other videos on how to titrate your dose. Um, but really having that conversation and being like, hey, I want to take it slow. Whether you're a beginner, whether you're an advanced practitioner, you know, it's it's different if you are a type of practitioner where you're connected to the ayahuasca and you're drinking the same kind of like your own your own medicine consistently. That's a little different. I'm really talking to the people who um, and also the practitioners that, you know, they're flying from like across the country to come see you. 
I mean, right, that act alone has like so much novelty, so much challenge, so much change, so much difference, right? And then, and also trying to take on a new, a completely new uh, way of thinking, feeling, and being <laughs> in seven days, right? That's how long, like, you know, it's like retreat center, like three days, four days, seven days. So it's just a lot to calibrate to, you know, and I think a lot of retreat centers traditionally are set up to do things like multiple medicines on the retreat, just, to, you know, a lot, just back to back to back, ceremony, 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 sometimes different ones, ayahuasca, ayahuasca, San Pedro, ayahuasca, ayahuasca, psilocybin, you know, there's, t there's a bunch of other versions of that, combo, ayahuasca, San Pedro, it's like, and so in all the situations, it's not always like stressful, anxiety ridden, I'm not, it's like, I can't say that, you know, and what I am saying though, is that a trauma-informed way is you know, really stepping away from these judgments where it's like spirit is telling me this is what's good for you. Because the truth is, is that you don't know what's good for that person, especially if you just met them. It's different if you've been working with somebody long term and you're like, hey, based on what I've been seeing here, looks like maybe, let, you know, how do you feel? How do you feel? Do you feel like you, you want to do a little more? It's their choice. It's their choice. And so we really need to make a more collaborative conversation rather than saying, this is what you need. It's um, something that I think all plant medicines and all psychedelic paths, I think we can all learn from this, but this is kind of a conversation I wanted to bring to the forefront because it's very heavy right now in my practice. People are coming to me and they're having to recover from retreat centers where they were totally blown out of their nervous system. And um, I'm realizing that through my own healing journey, it's not just me. It's not just me that this has happened to. It's happening probably quite often. So as a participant, I've shown on here before. I'm just grabbing something really quick. Um, so having the conversation with the facilitator saying like, hey, I want to go slow. And I'm a big fan. If you're going to a completely new setting, just bring your own measuring cups. Just bring them. Just bring them. That way you put that in your hands and you get to start off slow. And sometimes when they hand you these cups at the altar, they don't have any measuring anything on it. It's just like this brown round cup and you know, here you go. Um, and so there's a lot happening in that moment, you know, especially for a first timer, they're like, uh, that looks like a lot, but I'm not too sure, but I'm just gonna trust this person. It's like, that all should be cleared away. That all should be talked about way before. Um, and so I think there just there needs to be more conversation around, hey, let's slow all of that down. Let's have a consultation talk about that. Let's make more space for the participant to choose the right answer for them versus um, them being overloaded with ayahuasca. And then what usually happens post these experiences that I've been learning, which honestly I can't say I'm too happy about is that you know they're getting a lot of spiritual lens feedback meaning like if they've had a traumatic experience or a really chaotic or disorienting experience they're being they're being met with after that in the post that ayahuasca gave you exactly what you needed and that isn't the full truth that isn't because i know and you know way too much about the nervous system to take that on and be like well yeah that's like, actually, if we slowed it down, I could have digested it just a little bit better, especially as a first timer.
especially as someone completely new to this group, especially as someone who's flying out of their, their home country for the first time. So that's the other thing that I don't feel too good about is that people are being met with this, this spiritual dogma. And it's very invalidating for the person who has just gone through it. So yeah, so that's the other thing I'll say about that. So long story short, the, the message is let's step away from my intuition is saying as the, as the practitioner and just take someone in slowly as, as any safe best practice practitioner would do. And as the participant taking the message in and saying, Hey, I actually don't want to go that fast. So just more boundaries, more boundaries around, I'll go back to what I said earlier, a lot of unknown, a lot of unpredictableness. So I hope this landed well. You know, I'd love to hear from you. I would love to hear in the comments if you have questions, if you have skepticisms, if you didn't like this video. I do think it's a really important conversation. Um, so check all the links down below. Check out um, all the different events I got going on. Uh, if you want to work with me and all of that good stuff. I'll see you guys in the next video. And thank you so much for being here. Bye.